0: Okay, what's up everybody, this is Francisco here from the Frank Ops Show, and it is going to be the first time in a long time that I have decided to get real with all of you all. It's been a while, it's been a long, long while. Okay, so, recap, when I mean real, I mean, I'm talking about Actual, Real issues Personal issues And things like that That I I feel like that I should be able to share with people Because It may help someone out there in the future Or Or right now Who needs to hear something like this Because They might be going through a bout of despair <laughs> And I do not mean that lightly I mean despair That they cannot handle on their own and they may need a voice of someone who has gone through it to be able to process it and figure out how they can get through it and not do something horrible to themselves. So uh, gosh, it's been about a year now since my longtime girlfriend broke up with me. And by long time, I mean... I mean years. I'm talking about, like, years, years. Um, I was a, a... law student, young law student, and she was older than me. And started dating, things like that. However, there were issues from the get-go that I couldn't comprehend. And the relationship kept going and it was a very unhealthy, toxic relationship. As much as we enjoyed each other as people, we were not going to work out as a couple. And I made if I'm just going to blame myself for some things Because there were just things within my control I can't blame myself for things that were beyond my control But things that I had Actual control over Which is basically just myself and my decisions I I made a lot of mistakes And Unfortunately uh, She finally She finally decided to truly cut things off, and and that set me into a spiral, and the way things played out made it worse for me, both on her side and my side, and ultimately I sank into a bout of depression that got really dangerous, I went to very dark places in my mind, and I needed to go seek help So It, it really Ultimately I, I think There's a A saying from like Batman or the Joker uh, it, It's probably the Joker Not Batman himself but It's from a Batman comic or Something where it, it really It really does take one Bad day to make a person snap, um, so I didn't think I would ever be a person that would go through severe depression. And I think There's a lot of people out there I think the vast majority of of People out there Probably felt the same way I did Where they, they could not envision themselves Going through Depression Depression to the point where They question Everything about their lives And question whether Things should be like where the things should just keep going. And that right there is very dark. So it really was surprising to me to see that I went down there. Um, it didn't happen suddenly. It just spiraled into that, where I had gotten into my head that I couldn't continue on without this other person in my life. I become mentally codependent, and... I had already had it in my brain that this is I will as long as I have this person I should be fine and then that person's gone. So when I, when that happened I felt as if a part of me had been ripped out like I I I had truly lost something in myself. Like, if I was a puzzle, there'd be one missing piece of the puzzle. If it it was a major organ, I I was missing that. It was like I I lost a kidney or something. And having read up on uh, depression and falling in love with somebody and loving somebody and, and being addicted to the thoughts of that person not just that person themselves being with that person But the thoughts of that person Removing that person from their from your life Or that person removing themselves from you You go through the same withdrawal That someone who is an addict of drugs goes through So a heroin addict I, would, I was essentially feeling the same <laughs> symptoms of withdrawal as somebody who was a drug addict. I didn't want to eat, I didn't sleep well at all, I barely slept, uh, it didn't matter when I went to sleep, I would go, uh, if I went to sleep at 12, which, at uh, 12 at midnight, was very rare. Uh, I would wake up on the dot at 7 a.m. If I went to sleep at 5 a.m., I would wake up at 7 a.m. If I went to sleep at 6.30 a.m., I would wake up at 7 a.m. So I I was not sleeping. I, I just didn't want to be In any sort of darkness Even though I was Completely encasing myself In the darkness That's kind of the Crazy Thing about this Bout of depression And and look, everybody's depression Is a little bit different, but this is my experience And it might be some symptoms That whoever's listening to this Might be Experiencing right now Whoever has lost somebody or is going through a really bad breakup on their end. Or maybe, maybe they are going through this. So I'm just offering what I have felt. But I just, I would sit for a few days afterwards I would sit in my bedroom On top of my bed In complete darkness Mind you, I had a job By the way The same job that I still have But I still had to work And I was lucky That during this period I was Not as busy at work as I am now it was still. Uh, it was around this, the point uh, here in the United States where we finally had gotten the vaccines out to, to the public. So with that, there was a bit of confidence in, in going out again. But even then, uh, work was not ramping up. It was still very much slow. And so if I was miss, and, and the way that I work, I can go missing and I'd still be fine, a little, still a lot of people working from home, I was working from home for the most part at that time, so it just, it was just that sort of situation, which was uh, lucky on my end that I, I, I went through this during a time where I could afford to go through this, which is really weird to say, but it, it is what it is. And this depression was was bad Um, I I got into my head And and other people Not other people But I was trying to get advice from other people About situations like this And what could I do And and ultimately it was this denial Uh, I was going through the stages of grief and it was a denial that That this relationship was over That I was I was not going to be Uh Single uh, 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 Like I could find a way to, to save it But there was no saving this And The real problem came when It was like Where, where you know, She You know Breaks up But still wants to be friends and when you're the person who got dumped, and you hear that, and it's especially for a long-term relationship, and uh, with all the the things that when you're the when you're on the uh, when you have the lower hand, basically, you don't have the upper hand. You're taking everything that you can get, and it's like a little morsel, a little little morsel of hope that that maybe just maybe this this could work out where you know and, and I'm over here I'm texting and I'm saying hey look I'll, if I you know if I, we're 20 years from now and we're, we're still single uh, you know I think we could work this out and stuff like that like I was saying things like that because I still wanted to hang on to some sort of hope that I could salvage it even if it wasn't now but It was still the denial Because it's like I was still saying I would sacrifice many years of my life Just to be with this person in the future Like it it was very unrealistic I was not facing reality I was very much Shrouding myself In denial I wasn't accepting what was happening And so I I got to a point where I was trying to juggle being around this person, trying to accept that they had moved on, and trying to accept the role that I was in and trying to also like appease them and be like, look, I'm okay, yeah, this is totally cool with me, instead of being true to myself. And just being honest, be like, this is not me. I can't do this. I, I I cannot do this. So for a while, I had tried to keep the things going. Um, I try to keep connections with this person. I I, I would text late, um, leave a voicemail. I was doing, like, everything you're hearing now Are all the things that once I read up on the things not to do I was doing the things that you were not supposed to do When dealing with uh, the end of a long-term relationship So, I was making every mistake that you could make Um, I was financially supporting this person as well There was a lot of just bad, bad, bad decisions. Just horrible decisions. And I got to a point in my darkness. uh, I was sitting down. I believe it was a Monday. I think it was a Monday at least. I, I don't entirely remember. But I called my friend I wanted to talk to um, his mother who um, has experience with dealing with, in her job, dealing with people who are going through uh, mental health crises as I was going through. And I, I said these exact words I can't be alone with myself right now, and that is bad. <laughs> That's not a good thing to say because if you think about it, you're with yourself all the time, <laughs> and you're alone with yourself a lot of the times. Right? A lot of the times, you're 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 you're, you're just bit you're just with yourself, right? Whether you're in the shower by yourself or what have you. Like, there's a lot of points in your life where you're just. It's just you. There's nobody else. So. That was their cue to know that. Oh. Oh this is bad for him. Like he's going through something. So. Um. I will say this. If you're going through something like this right now. That was probably the. One smart thing that I had done Within the week of the breakup Was me reaching out To somebody for help Because there's a lot of people out there Who don't think about doing that But by some miracle There was a part of my head Somewhere back there That knew to 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 make that phone call to somebody that could help me. Um, I, I think about that a lot. Had I not been able to do that, and I don't know where I would be. Um, it's bad. It's, it's not. It's not a good thing to to think about. But it's 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 not great. Definitely is not great. Um, So I, I, it's not a good. It's just not good. I, but I did do that, and luckily they were able to take me in uh, that day to, to talk to me and to so I could get everything everything out there Um, I didn't want to go to my family about it because I was afraid and a lot of you might be in that same boat too where you do have close people around you but you're afraid to say that you're struggling badly because you're afraid of what they might think of you a lot of people are afraid of being called crazy a lot of people are afraid that uh people won't take it seriously and they'll just be like god just toughen up get over it a lot of people are afraid that uh, of things that may that may not even happen some ridiculous stuff that they they might think oh they'll they'll throw me into an asylum or something i think i'm like there are a lot of extreme scenarios and I I knew for myself that I thought of a lot of extreme scenarios where um, the people closest to me would not would not uh, take it well that's what I thought anyways that's what was going on in my head and why I wouldn't come out to somebody like my family and because uh, I'm very close to my family but I was very afraid to Admit to them that this I was going through something like this. So the next best thing was um, uh, my best friend and his family, because I know that they they uh, they deal with uh, some things like this and that they could understand where I was coming from. And luckily, they these people went above and beyond, and I I still don't know how to thank them. I love these people very dearly. Very important people in my life. And I... I I don't know where I would be without them. So I was lucky. That I had thought about reaching out for help. And that I could reach out to somebody for help. And these people went above and beyond for about two or so weeks of me and my grief and depression, and just anxiety and and denials, and and just wild choices, because I was not making good choices, and I was still trying to uh, trying to hang on to this relationship where there wasn't with this woman, and finally, um, I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of the last time i had ever spoken and seen this person in person at first like i hadn't after this after yeah i would never speak to this person again um didn't mean i didn't try to message this person um but it was also the last time i did met um message this person, the only time that this person tried to reach out to me wasn't even through me, it was through, or through her, it was through a third party, of course, because she didn't want anything to do with me, and I was just like, (laughs) Um, I just was like, hey, I know hard feelings, and this and that, I was but uh, that was a lot of bad things happened. But eventually, it got to a point with my depression, and I was just going through a lot of things. I was going back to places where I was reminded of her, um, both trying to hope I would see her in person, but at the same time afraid to see her. Like it was not good. This was this is just prime, very very bad things to do. I was just depressed and sad and I couldn't figure out how to get through it on my own and these people were helping me but there was only so much they could do and it was to a point where they finally were like, you need professional help (laughs) because they can't help me anymore. They, they had exhausted their own uh, what, whatever they could do, which was fair. That they really did exhaust everything that they could do for themselves without. Uh, yeah. So. So yeah, you might be at this point where someone. Maybe close to you Is like Dude maybe you should go See a therapist um, I had never been to therapy before um, In the past And um, a lot of people Families and stuff like that and, and uh, Or even close friends and, and, you know, Sometimes when you make The suggestion of, uh, of Your sadness or Whatever you're going through And they're like Oh what are you or are you, you gonna go see a? You gonna go see a psychiatrist? Are you, or are you crazy? Huh? Do you think you're crazy? Are you that sad? Are you? Uh, is your life that bad? Like, there are some things, and I've had that in the past too. Um, had things like that said to me when I was going through stuff, um, but never at this level. But it's part of the stigma and a part of the apprehension for somebody to go and actually look for the help because they're afraid of what others might think of that. And they're afraid of getting labeled the stigma of... Oh, that person's unstable. They're unwell. They're crazy. Um, but... they, Luckily, my friend and his family, they were able to... They were able to convince me. Or not really convince, I guess persuade me. Or that's probably the better word to use. Persuade me to... Go look for help um, I mean In the United States I, I tried looking for actual In person help and I remember going to this place And just It was you know it's amazing I, I you know people were bringing Their kids to, to this place and, and I was I'd never thought about like kids getting Therapy like that at such a young Age but And I felt that I was like oh man it's kind of Kind of sad that might need somebody but but that was what I was thinking that it's kind of sad that they're at this age and they need like this help but at the same time it's also good that they are looking for help (laughs) and they could learn to process their feelings and emotions and grow as people because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably wish they had gone to see a therapist when they were Kids or teenagers. I'm sure there are a lot of them. And some people grow up to be unstable adults for that very reason. Or they finally reach therapy as adults and they're like, wow, oh, whoa, oh boy, there's some things back here. So I went to this place, and I remember I, I didn't see a doctor or anything. I just saw like a assistant or something like that that just kind of took down some questions of how I felt. And they're like, okay, well, well, uh, thank you. And then they, they notified me, oh, uh, there's, there's no, uh, you won't have a, an in-person appointment with a doctor until like a month from now. So I had to wait like a month before I could actually see a psychiatrist. At this this clinic that my health insurance was on, my my uh, my friend's mom was like, "That's that's not gonna do and you any help because you need help right now. <laughs> you you're not gonna you can't wait a month." Um, so she was trying to find some solutions for me, um, and. I decided to look for some solutions for myself, and luckily there was. I looked online. I was like, "Let's see if I could find something." And like there was BetterHelp. I use BetterHelp. This is not an advertisement for BetterHelp. I'm not sponsored by them in any way. And this is just the service that I used, and I'm just going to tell you what my experience was with it and my personal journey. Uh, gosh, man, that's... It sounds so weird for me to say that Because you always hear people talk about that online On YouTube and podcasts and things like that And now, now here I am saying it too So But This is uh, My personal journey Let's just say um, I went through BetterHelp It's an app It's on your phone uh, You can download it And Go from there uh, You can Answer some questions, initial questions, fill out some biographical information, and from there they'll try and pair you with a, a psychiatrist who can take you. They're all over, I guess, I'm assuming all over the United States as a country. So I got paired up with a doctor, I'm not going to say his name. But I got paired up with the doctor. He was in uh, in in the same state as I am. Uh, so somebody close, but not you know, I can't go see them physically. But it was all through the phone. So you 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 uh, the app has uh, appointments that you can set with them. Have a one-hour meeting with them uh, every week and. You pick the best day of the week that you can talk to them And it's It's like a FaceTime call You know, your camera, their camera You look at each other in the face right there And you just talk So I I got this doctor And and I had to wait a few days Before I could actually uh, I picked the day where I could actually Meet with this person Online and uh, around And it's it's nice because there's, they have different hours and you can try and work around whatever schedule you're on with, with either school or work, let's say. So it's pretty flexible as long as you can get in on time with with their schedule because they have more than one patient, of course. So they, they go from there. Uh, I uh, had a few days before I could talk to this person. And there's a feature in... In uh, BetterHelp Where you can write up Journal So journaling is of course a, a method that A very good method of Trying to process your feelings And get them down On some sort of tan, Tangential uh, Page Or even if it's on your phone uh, Even then that that's tactile At the very least with the touch screen so you, you're you're putting you're trying to compartmentalize your thoughts into into words and, and try and put, write them down and, and then you can see them you can see your thoughts and by doing that you can learn to process your emotions a little bit better. So I wrote down I think a couple of journal entries and essentially it, it was about my despair and, and me trying to give him an idea Of where I'm coming from I'm Like maybe I should give him like a sort of a, a, a Short summary of the, the, the things that I'm That, that I've, I've just recently gone through So uh, Finally the day comes And, and he, he would message And you could say Like the journal can be your, your own personal journal And you don't have to share it with your therapist but it could also be uh, shared with them. And I decided to share with them because, hey, I'm paying for this. I, I might as well have them read what I'm going through because I felt like that it was going to help them understand me better. So I get paired up with this therapist and um, he... I'm telling you, that first hour... It was. It's very scary It's a very scary experience Going through this Because You don't know what you're going to say You don't know what you're going to find out about yourself And You just You, you don't know what you, You're just You're just scared You're just scared It's It's almost I feel like it's probably a lot worse than going to your own yearly physical, because you feel fairly confident in your in your body. I would say, I think most people feel fairly confident in their bodies and how those things, how it functions, and and don't expect any huge surprises from doing blood work and things like that. But with a therapist, it's like, oh man. Am I really this crazy? Am I really this insane? Am I really this sad? And sad in all kinds of senses. But luckily, I got paired up with a therapist that got that I felt got me. Um, if you're going through this for the first time and you're Actually, seeking a therapist, or you finally got one. It's um, luckily my I, I had um, my friend and his family talk to me about because they, they have used therapists in the past and and they could they could say hey look if you get paired up with somebody and they're and they're not up to your liking you can always change it to somebody else and BetterHelp has an option for you to change therapists if you don't. Feel like the one that you got or was assigned. I don't know. You, you just don't feel comfortable with them. But luckily, I I'm very open-minded. But I felt like this therapist kind of pinpointed a lot of things that I didn't know about myself immediately in that first that first meeting. Um, and it wasn't so much that. This The breakup was what Snapped me And caused all these Issues that I had In my brain And the relationship Was Or that it came up About from the relationship and having a bad Toxic relationship Uh, The things that I was doing and And the things that I was feeling It went deeper than that I I had I have problems That stem back From my Childhood and that's another thing that maybe a lot of people are afraid of. There's a lot of people out there who have felt like they had very nice childhood, very good childhoods. They they were they felt like they were raised right. They had good parents, good siblings, good support structure around their, their, their upbringing. And I was the same. I, I, I was the same, but it doesn't mean... That you can't Develop Issues Um One of my issues And and look Everybody's different You could have two siblings You could have twins Identical twins And one can grow up one way And one could grow up the other Or one could have uh, Some sort of Uh Mental stability or fortitude And the other ones have a different one It's It really is case by case And and everybody's different So um, But for me I, I was I was very much Hung up On the fact that I don't have control Over a lot of things in my life And there's a lot of people out there who are the same. And they can't accept that. So this relationship was just another example of something that I had no control over. And I couldn't accept that I had no control over it. Um, And... I didn't reckon I wasn't able to recognize the things that I had control over and things I didn't have control over. And I would misattribute or uh, or miscredit certain things to things other than myself, or blaming things on things that I should blame myself for. Um, so uh, one example it's a good example because it's one that my therapist showed me that um, that it can be both ways it can turn you can turn it around and and on you and just be like you're doing this and you're not giving enough credit to yourself Um, me passing the bar exam Um, I had always for for the for while I had um, Since I had passed it I uh, would tell people like I have no idea How I was able to pass that exam Like it, it just felt like a mystery to me Like I don't know how I was able to To get it all together and just pass that exam Given all the circumstances and things like that And I told that to My therapist and he was like You passed that exam You <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> you, you are the reason how You, you studied You studied your ass off, you were sitting in your room, studying, reading, writing for hours upon hours, day after day, for months, and then you went to the exam place, you sat down, you took the test, you answered the questions right, and you did enough of them that you passed. So, you are the reason why. You had control over yourself, and you had control over how you studied, You were the reason why You were able to pull that off So Give credit to yourself Pat yourself on the back Every once in a while Um Because that Also Spun off Into Another Issue that I had Was which I I was I'm very harsh On myself Um My own Internal monologue, i I'm self-flogging myself even for little mistakes, which is not good, um, I, it, which added to the negative spiral that I was going through, which was blaming myself for everything bad that was happening to me and everything that destroyed that relationship. I, I took on everything, took on the entire thing as... It's my fault. I did this. I ruined this. I ruined this and myself and my life. and my like. I I blamed everything. I blamed, like, even me studying for the bar exam, I blamed, oh, I took too much time there and I never spent time with it. Like, I, I, my, oh, I my career, like, I, I, I was disowning everything that I had ever done in my life. I was rethinking everything that I had ever done. Like, how did I get to this point? What did I do wrong? How, like... I did everything wrong. If I like this, it snowballed into just this massive shame avalanche, and I had no reason to be treating myself that way. I I did. I did nothing so wrong To the point where I could treat myself that way So That was one of the things that I needed to Learn was to Be more positive to myself And I guess if you're going through something Right now Like the thing that I went through And you're blaming yourself for the end of this Long relationship and you're in this depression Um You need to start being a little bit easier on yourself, or a lot easier on yourself, because it's, it's blame on both ends, you can blame it on both ends, but, but you can only do so much, you can only control so much, Um, I had, once more, problems with realizing what I couldn't, couldn't control. And I worried way too much about stuff that I had no control over. You, you can't control another human being. You can't do it. You cannot. All right. Even like parents, like yeah, you may be able to tell a kid what to do, but there's only so much you can do to control a child. Um, you may be forced them to do certain things but at a certain point you will not have control over that person they will grow up and they will have their own they they have their own mind they have their own thing and the same thing with the relationship and that was something that I had not mentally prepared myself for was that the relationship could end and it could end because they want it to end and there is nothing you can do about it so if you're sitting there and you're the one who got dumped, there is nothing you could do about it, and you just have to <laughs> accept it. Um, and I'm not saying it's easy because it took me a few months for to accept it. Took me a few months to accept it. Took me a few months to get right with my life because at this point I kept thinking about her and the relationship and everything I had done wrong it was just a shame spiral of negativity or or reminiscing about things that I missed so and it was like a i'm telling you it was I, I could hear it in my head i could hear this inner monologue racing like a million miles a minute racing through my mind of everything she had said i had said we had experience and just just going through like i i couldn't it was non-stop i could not stop thinking about this person I couldn't put on music. I couldn't put on uh, movies or music or video games. Like None of that was going to clear that out of my mind. Um, my friend had to help me at work. Because I would, would have bouts of, I don't know if I was catatonic, but just lethar- lethargy. Where I, I just didn't want to lift my head from my desk, um, and he would help me with one thing or another, and tell me, "Hey, what, what's this?" And I have, and my brain worked well enough to say, "Okay, that's this," and he could help me. And he did that for like a couple of weeks, so I have to thank him for my job right now because I. I it was bad It was really bad What's more I'm lucky I'm very much lucky Um And some of it Isn't just luck Too Um that, That's another thing I had to learn Sometimes it's not just me Being lucky Like with the bar exam And sometimes it's just Once again You doing the work You putting yourself In that position To To do that Um Like and Me saying I'm lucky I had this friend Like you Yes, you could say that, but at the same time, look, you were a nice enough person and you wanted to build a relationship with this other person that they would do favors for you and you could do favors for them, and they don't want anything back in return. They just like the fact that you're in their life uh, and vice versa. And it's just what friends do. So. There's a reason why this person Is doing this for you So Don't be so hard on yourself Um So yeah I, I was going through this And it was difficult But a lo- um, It was like school at the same time Because I was trying to Learn How to Cope And My therapist Like they give you homework They give you homework A lot of therapists will give you homework And it's to help you Get through the next week Without them because They can't be with you 24-7 So you as much as you have this therapist and you're paying them, most of the time you are still dealing it with it yourself, and you gotta put in the work. So therapy is not a one-way street. You gotta do your thing, because if you don't do anything, then you don't you don't get better, you don't grow. Um, luckily, I. I was in a state where I didn't need to be prescribed anything Any antidepressants or anything like that I just needed to do the work And I really did not like feeling that depressed Um, And I desperately wanted to know How can I get rid of this feeling Once and for all and as quickly as possible so, I put my nose to the grindstone. I did every single... Every single exercise my therapist wanted. Uh, one of them was called the Serenity Prayer. And it's a prayer that was developed by some dude. <laughs> I'm just... Um, not... I don't know. Uh, let's say 70 or years ago. I have no idea. And it, it it's not... It's a prayer But at the same time You don't have to be religious You don't have to be religious to, to do to do it It's just It's a It's a mantra in a will In a way Where you say it And it helps you Try and Etch it into your skull The actual mantra And then you can try and live by it So um, It's really about trying to uh, Get serenity With the things you cannot change So trying to make peace with that Being like look I can't Cannot change This situation It is out of my hands Out of my control Uh, also to give yourself strength to change things that you can because there are things that you have control over and that you can change but you need to have the strength and the will to do so holy crap it's raining so you yeah you get the the strength and the will to things uh, to, to change the things that you can And the wisdom to know the difference That's the serenity prayer In a nutshell You are just trying to beat that into your skull So that you can move forward Um, Journaling Journaling was another skill that I had to develop Um, uh, and, And some people journal every day I, I don't, I only journal when I feel like I need to uh, Just to Process my feelings But During my Recovery I journaled every day For months on end I journaled every day Journaled about all the things that I I thought about And went through all the activities that I went through and all the positive and negative thoughts that I had and trying to analyze them in my own journal. So I went through that. I went through all of that to try and figure out what the heck was going on with myself and try and fix whatever I needed to fix. really trying to accept some of the things that was happening to me. So journaling helped. Journaling helped a lot. Um, If And that might be a great first step for anybody that's out there is to journal. Um, I spoke about it earlier, but yeah, um, just try and jot down What you're feeling Trying to analyze it And trying to um, See it for yourself From outside of yourself So that was another thing That I went through Um, The uh, The other thing was Reading 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 a lot And uh, One of the things that I read the things that um, that I would read was about um, relationships and trying to get through post-breakup, especially after a long-term relationship. And um, one of the things, which is great, is of course the the indefinite no-contact rule, which is a rule an internal rule for yourself that says to yourself you are not to contact this person ever again. You yourself. They may try to contact you and then you just kind of have to deal with it. Or you don't. Or you could choose to ignore it. But you yourself... Are under a no contact rule And in fact if they try to contact you You should still maintain that no contact rule And the most that you can do If they do try to contact you first Is say um, Sorry I don't really want want to speak to you right now I Maybe sometime in the future but Not right now And just kind of leave it at that It's like hey it's No hard feelings No whatever Or you can Or you just ignore them However you want to deal with it But you just need to maintain No contact As much as possible And after that You know So I Had to do that and I read about this no contact rule I watched videos about it as well Especially from this one guy On YouTube called the Mouth of the Ape uh, Who spoke about his own personal experience Going through a bad breakup And um, his no contact rule and, and, and him talking about it at different stages He was in afterwards uh, Six months in, a year in Like Him going through it And how at first It is a struggle Because you are counting The days Since you last spoke to this person And then You're just like how am I going to get through Not trying to speak To somebody who I had basically Spoken to Or contacted or what have you Every day for the last Some odd whatever Years And so now you're gone And now you're you, 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 Now they're gone And, and, and you're gone You're a poof So I um, At the beginning of it Yeah I felt like it was a daunting Thing Like how is this going to be possible How can I resist this urge I could barely hold out for a few days now I got to completely not do it and but eventually you yes you are going to start counting oh it's been a day it's been two days it's been three days it's been a week It's been two weeks it's been three weeks it's been a month it's been two months it's been three months it's been half a year Look, and here I am It's been a year And I'm happy <laughs> So But it took a while And things happened before that And I'll get to that I'm jumping a little bit ahead right here But let's jump back So yes, yeah, so a no contact rule just absolutely, positively, 100% recommend that If you're going through this right now Do not contact them Do not even, like, social media, all that stuff If you know their Twitter and their Instagram And, and their Facebook And, and uh, whatever you, you have for them Get, like, Snapchat, all that Get rid of it Unfriend them, block them However you want to do it but you need to start detaching yourself. Um, I had to detach from everything um, and most recently back in January of this year, so that was about let's say nine months since no contact, um, I finally, I hadn't contacted this person, I had but I was still I still had their phone number in my phone and I still had photos of them in my phone uh, in the hidden folder in my phone. So it was in the hidden folder, I don't look at I never looked at them at all. I didn't look at the photos, I just I didn't want to erase them, I just wanted to just at least hide them, not have them there whenever I opened up my, my camera roll on my phone. And I was still friends with them on Facebook, but she never uses Facebook at all. But I, I still had them as a friend on Facebook. So um, I, at that point, I, ho- I had already unfollowed and blocked them on Twitter because I, I didn't want them to see me. And on Instagram, the same thing. Um, and we don't have Snap, so I don't use Snapchat, so whatever. And, um, yeah, at that time, I went through another breakup, a shorter relationship, it was only two months, and that one, I basically, was a much faster version, because now I, I went through a second breakup, which was good, it was actually good, because I didn't treat it like it was the end of the world, I was sad, I didn't want it to end... I didn't want it to end, but I had to accept it and just be like, okay, well, uh, screw this, and guess what, back to journaling, back to whatever, uh, I was, um, got rid of, okay, no phone number, no photos, um, she gave me a fucking Christmas gift that I just threw in the trash, (laughs) um, because she broke up with me literally a couple days after Christmas, so... So she gave me a present And then broke up with me So I was just like Ah oh, fuck this So I threw it in the trash Cause it was like It didn't mean anything And Um And we had plans too For New Years and all that stuff I was You know I bought tickets To whatever And I was just like Okay well you know what Fuck it Um And Uh I went through Everything I Um And I was able to took me about a month, let's just say, to feel comfortable again with. All right, let's uh, try uh, dating again, you know. So, like, yeah. That that ha- you know, it happened, but I was able to better deal with it as an actual functional, functioning adult. It happened, this and that. Ah, uh, all right, it's over. I have no control over this person. I did my best I um, From what Everybody had told me It's like Look you Did what you needed to do It came as a surprise To everybody That she broke up with me And so I was like Okay She just wasn't happy with me Okay That's There's nothing I could do Because it wasn't For me being uh, Like uh, Uncaring Or anything like that Towards her It's just that She just didn't She just didn't Feel like it. We clicked So hey That was beyond my control Had I not gone through The therapy and all that stuff I probably wouldn't have taken that well either Which Gets me thinking again How there are so many people out there Who go through life And They probably have problems Dealing with that And they They can't find a way to Deal with it And it might And heck, they might manifest into bad things. Maybe these abusive relationships. Maybe some of these people actually went to therapy. They could deal with it. You know? On both sides. Like, there's so much out there. And it's the reason why I'm doing this. I'm trying to save somebody out there from themselves. because people out there helped me to save me for myself including myself there's a tiny bit of me that that tiny bit of me that asked for help from my friend that that was the one part where I tried to save myself and then me trying to go through all the all the exercises and all the things to to get better that was me trying to save myself trying to pull myself out of this hole um So, uh, let's, let's jump back to another thing that I, I learned to, or I used to help me recover was learning about philosophy, uh, stoicism, Taoism, um, what else, Uh, a few other things. Few other things, there's this fantastic channel on YouTube called ganger I can't, it's it's E-I-N-Z-E-L-G-A-N-G-E-R, it's, I think it's, uh, I think this guy is Dutch, uh, but he does his videos in English, and he does a fantastic job of uh, talking about Philosophers and uh, Buddhism, Taoism, uh, Stoicism, um, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, a, a bunch of uh, modern philosophers and things like that, and how they thought about certain situations in life or dealing with certain situations in life from uh, loneliness to relationships to love to. Everything out there Uh, And it helped me It helped me Learn About Thoughts And life And that you can change the way That you go about Life and And you deal with Events And that. To get a bigger picture Of everything And by being able to see That bigger picture I could deal with Things going on In my little Microcosm So by seeing the macrocosm I could deal with the microcosm Um, That helped me a lot I picked up Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Uh, he's my favorite Stoic, favorite philosopher. Uh, he was a Roman emperor, and he wrote a daily journal. And uh, some people were, after he had died, found his writings, and were a lot were able to save them, and. and record them and and through time translate them into different languages and and now we have his meditations it was never meant to be read by anybody else it was just for him but it's just his own words of wisdom to himself to help him deal with his life Um, even though he was the Roman Emperor he had difficulties because, Well, he's a human being So He went through his things And Going through his things I was able to help myself go through my things It's a fantastic book If you haven't read it, go and read it um, I think it gives you some perspective as to heck once more look at this guy look at this guy who in his time was on top had everything in the world he was the head honcho right the roman emperor was the most powerful empire in the in the in that time and he was the head honcho of that and yet He was going through his own stuff. His wife cheated on him. He had countless amount of kids that died on him. Um, And his country went through disease and war. Like he... And he had to deal with problems. And yet he... He was just a human being like the rest of us. So... That helped me a lot I read some other things as well Um, And going through all of that I I was able to start Recovering But I I, It wasn't easy I, I had to go through Months of it And I didn't tell my family about it initially because I was afraid. I, I was honestly trying to go through all of therapy without ever telling them. I didn't want to tell them ever that I had gone through it. I just wanted to deal with it and just keep it to myself and and my friends who I trusted. A lot of uh, I will tell you this. I know who my friends are now. That's for sure because um, they helped me. Go through a lot And dealing with my conversations And talking and just Going through it so But mm, uh, There was A particular conversation With my family uh, Where they, they knew that there was something Off about me And they are like um, Saying all kinds of things and then I I've, I, uh, I eventually I Was kind of backed into a corner And It was at that point I just kind of was just like You know what They keep hounding me And hounding me And they're not going to expect what I'm going to say But I have to say it Because it's the only way to get them to shut up (laughs) Yeah They backed me into a corner I'm like you know what This will probably get them to shut up And I told them and that came as a shock to them, and it, it did as exactly as I thought it would. Um, but their reaction was different than I thought it would. It was namely because my father's reaction that I cause I felt like he would berate me or something like that. but honestly, he was way, way, way gentler than I ever thought it would be. Um, incredibly gentle. I um was very surprised by it. Um he spent the rest of that night talking to me about what I was doing with the ther- like he wanted to know about the therapy and what I was doing and all the exercises that I was doing. Like he was genuinely concerned for me and interested in how I was going about this. Um, my mother's reaction was more of a like, like she was trying to reach out and help me, like she was just trying to like, oh, I wish I could, like I, I really, like I, I wish I could just pour all of my strength into a bottle and just feed it to you, like I'm like, and I basically, luckily I was learning about control and things like that, I'm like, you can't help me. <laughs> Like, I I straight up just told her, like, you can't do anything for me right now. Like, everything that you want to do for me, like, you can't. Um, I have to do this myself. Like, this is my... My... My cross to bear, you know? Um, So I was going through that. Um, And so... Their reaction... and, And... if you really trust the people that you trust, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt and try and open up to them. I think that's that's the one thing that I, I might have changed is to tell them straight up I'm going through this, but, but maybe things would have been different if I had done that things happen the way they do, and I can't really worry myself about that, Um, and that's another thing I had to learn, was to stop worrying about things, what's more, that I can't control, like the past, that's another thing, Um, because the past kept spiraling into my head, and my concerns about the past was crippling my presence
1: you know even after a year things i'm still working on things I'm still working on depersonalizing things I'm not taking things personally that's that's kind of an issue with me Um, I also have to not catastrophize things where if something bad happens, I can't turn that molehill into a mountain and some days are good and some days... Sometimes I I don't put the things that I've learned into practice or I need to keep working on it. And once more, it's practice at this point. It's not really anything that I, I, I may not truly master, but I am aware of them. I am aware of these issues. But the moment I became aware of them, of the issues that I did have mentally was the eye-opening part of the therapy because uh, there's a lot of people out there are flying blind. They they're just going by what they were they grew up with and and that's how they think and that's how they go about their life. And sometimes people struggle through things and they just don't know why. And they just feel like that's just the normal way of doing things. And they don't consider it as anything wrong. So nothing needs to be worked on. Nothing needs to be fixed. But with my experience with therapy, it was very clear that I had a lot to work on and a lot to fix. And things that I just did not know were hiding beneath the surface. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. I've I've said before, and I'll say it again, that therapy was probably one of the, or probably the most important thing that I could have done in my entire adult life. uh, Or that I have accomplished in my entire adult life. Going to therapy for the first time. Um, because it definitely felt so enlightening, more enlightening than anything that I've ever done and accomplished. I, I mean, I've um, I I've passed the bar exam. I, I've I, I've covered professional hockey teams. I, I I've done things that I would consider or others would consider from the outside, like, wow, those are huge and important, whereas this is what I felt was the most important thing in my adult life so far. And I think if you're out there struggling, trying to find some sort of sign or answer, it, it just may be here. i I can't guarantee that it'll work, but it worked for me, and I felt the most lost that I've ever been in my entire life so i I can't knock it um, and uh the support that I had afterwards was was even better from now my family and friends and just all kinds of people. Uh, I, I discovered a huge community of people on Twitter that also are very vocal and open about their mental health struggles and ways to receive help. Because that, that stigma is what people are afraid of most of the time. It's just that stigma of... Oh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, I am crazy. So... Uh, getting rid of that, that stigma is is the real hard part. And... I think a lot of things in media and social media, people are just trying to find a way to normalize that. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Mentioning in passing that, oh, yeah, was that my therapist or whatever, you, like that's that's the thing um, and the the journey has definitely been good for me Um, I'm in my second relationship since that one that caused my depression ended Um, I'm very happy right now and I try not to worry about what this other person may think or what have you I'm just trying to be myself of course you societal norms and etiquette and things like that of course you 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 have an air of concern for what the other person thinks of your actions or your or your words or or anything like that but but i'm more referring to over analyzing, overthinking situations where there's really nothing to worry about. Once more, that, that's part of catastrophizing things. Sometimes people overthink something, thinking about the worst that could happen. And there was a fantastic TED talk that I listened to uh, during my recovery period. Uh, this woman stated that probably like 95% of the things that you are worrying about in your head likely don't even happen the worst case scenarios that you can pop up in your head about certain situations throughout your life if you really think about them maybe only 5% of those bad things were things that you would consider the worst possible thing to have happened that you had in your head and they came to fruition the other 95 percent were just you just over thinking over worrying about something that you didn't need to completely reward like worry about so I I, at this point I'm just trying to make this person happy and see if if she considers me the, the type of person that she wants to be around and that's as far as I will take my my concerns from there. After that, it's just let life and events happen as they should. I can only control so much. I can only control what my actions are and my thoughts. But aside from that, no, we we should just just um... Just be okay with the fact that, hey, you don't control that. Deal with whatever the outcome is for that once uh, once it happens, and then you, you go from there. The end of uh, the relationship I had before, not the one that got me all sad, but... Uh, but the the one afterwards, the one that broke up with me after Christmas, um, I I started watching a few videos um, as well, because we, once more you you're hurt, and one of the things I I read about Marcus Aurelius, I believe his father there was uh, he was distraught because, um, I think somebody. Not sure who died, but somebody close to him died, and his father, or his um, his uh, his adopted father. Uh, I think one of his the advisors of his adopted father was basically going to be like, "Well, I'm going to go out there and and tell him to hey, suck it up and." Let's keep going, and then his father was like because a lot of them, uh, more the intellectuals, studied the philosophers and their way of thinking, and, and stoicism was a a way of thinking that many uh, elite Roman folks believed in and, and, and practiced. And Marcus Aurelius was no stranger to that, of course but his father who i'm assuming also practiced a bit of that stoicism his father was was like no no let him let him grieve let him be sad let him have his emotions because stoicism isn't about being a robot it, it is you you are afforded the chance to be a human being but It's also a manner of trying to not let the, I guess, extreme consequences of being a human being affect your life. Because emotions are powerful. Emotions can drive people insane. So... But sometimes, hey, you gotta feel those emotions. Sometimes you you gotta get angry. Sometimes you gotta get sad. Sometimes you gotta be really happy, you know. And sometimes you just gotta feel normal. Uh, you gotta, or I don't know, I don't know what you would say normal, but I I would say you gotta feel I don't know, in the middle, right? You, you, like there's there's all kinds of scenarios with that, but but it's. Uh, It's important to feel those things and then just be able to move on from there. Not let your emotions paralyze you from doing anything else. And the same thing happened with me I mean I had a conversation with my dad and he he, I told him what happened he's like oh you you know you're all locked up you're all whatever you don't sound whatever I'm like it just happened let me be sad let me be sad right now I want to be sad right now because I am sad like that's I I want I, I couldn't not feel those emotions and as much as I didn't let it destroy me like um, the really bad breakup was. I still felt things, and I still rethought things, uh, but not at the same extent. But um, what's more, you're you're human. You 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 try and see what 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 the heck was wrong. Was there anything that you could analyze to to see and and. Um, talking to people and everything like that just, just came out to, I did what I could and this person unfortunately wasn't happy with me. So, nothing more I could do. But yeah, going through that was... I feel like was important because I... I I was able to once again feel that sort of new fuzzy feeling of uh, new romantic interests and mutual romantic interests and, oh, a first kiss and things like that. Like, those are all fun feelings to have, right? Those are always those those um those moments where it's like oh oh you get and you get those butterflies and so it's always those are always great feelings and great moments and you, you want to relive those and for me it was important because before i thought i would never feel anything like that ever again and lo and behold look i felt it again And then, well, then things went down. Okay, fine. Recovery, period, whatever. Then get back on the horse and, oh, look, I'm feeling this feeling again. And this one seems a little better than the last time. So that's... That's growth for me. Um... That's growth for me. And. If you're out there lost about this. I, I hope you can. Listen to this. And, and, and see that. Hey. It's it's not over. It's not over for you. You can feel those feelings again. It may not be with the person that you thought. It would be with. But. But. You will have an opportunity again. You just have to let yourself. Be. And be okay with. With the fact that hey. The, this is over. Um, go through your grief. Go through all your stages. But then accept that it's over. And then you, you recover. Take, take a month. Take two months. Take however long you feel you need but eventually hopefully you'll you'll go back and it'll be frustrating too getting back on a horse afterwards it was for me you go on one day two dates you know uh this person's boring uh this person has no interest in me oh you think you were on a good date and then this person doesn't talk to you again like you you go through all those things or like you might be the person that doesn't talk to the other person like it but eventually as long as you continue to be true to yourself and be a personable nice person and and just be like hey and then you'll See if someone else will take a chance on you. I mean, I feel like I've been fortunate that I could find that. And hopefully things go well, but I'm prepared for anything you never know.